Ladies and gentlemen, this is AVP International. Real name, Amede Ogbohase Unwabona. That is not the government name, that is my name. The government can't spell my name, the government didn't give me my name, and the sure as heaven don't know what my name means. But right now we're here for the AVP and Friends podcast, and right now we have the lovely Tanya. Hey, hey. Hello. What's up? Lovely to be here with you today. Oof, sounding so sweet. <laughs> Low-key apprehensive. Yeah, but you made it. I made it. I don't have a clue what you're going to ask me. That's that's the thrill of it. That's the whole point. But here's the first thing I'm going to ask you. You ready? Uh-huh. You ready? Yeah. You sure? I think so. It's a big one. What is it? All right. I, I feel like I know what you're going to ask me. What is it? To tell you to tell you about me, what I do, that kind of thing. Yeah, sort of. We'll get to that in a bit. Okay. But first, first question I have for you is: so I'm chewing a, a tangent, a clementine. I knew I shouldn't be chewing this. Clementine. 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 Mm, I feel like it's clementine. Clementine. Maybe it is clementine. We can Google it after. It probably is like, probably is clementine. I do know a clementine. That's a lovely name, actually. Yeah. I wonder if she's as lovely as the fruit, though. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> you said that she's your friend, so you should know. I mean, I know her. An acquaintance. Yeah, she's cool. She's cool, she's cool, she's cool. I wonder if she's listening to you this. You better hope, yeah, you better hope she ain't listening <laughs> to this. Nah, she cool, she cool. <laughs> <laughs> My first question is, do you remember the first day we met? It was... At a house gospel choir rehearsal. Who's house gospel choir? Who are they? House gospel I, choir. I mean, I are, know, but who are they to you? <laughs> they are another. They're an extension of my family. Mm. Um, they're a beautiful collective that sing an array of music. Um, I mean, the name says it all: house and gospel. Mm-hmm. I met a few of the members in Ibiza while they were um, doing a little show tour with Annie Mac. Wait, that was... Wait, were you there? No, I don't think I met you then. No, 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 no. So what happened is we went twice that year. Right. So we we was meant to go, we went like a month before and we was meant to have the show with Annie Mac. But the show got cancelled for whichever reason. But we still had the flight to go. So we went and had like two days in Ibiza. On the house, and we just had fun. But you weren't there. I know, but they went the second time. Oh, okay. And I wasn't. I think just shares cello. No, it wasn't shares. Who was? Who else was there? It was Natalie. Mhm. Of course. Liana. Mhm. And I'm really sorry if you girls are listening to this because it was definitely all women, <laughs> but I can't remember who else was there. And the reason why I remember those two is because Liana and I were the ones that connected um, immediately. Right. And then she I remember her introducing me to Natalie, but I can't remember who else was there. But uh, Liana is the, the, the wonderful queen who then introduced me properly to House Gospel Choir. And she's lovely. She's just such a babe um and invited me down to a rehearsal okay in uh south london Mm -hmm. in brixton yeah it was brixton then yeah and i believe that's when i first met you but correct me if i'm wrong my my memory is so bad it's it can be quite (laughs) offensive to people i actually um 
was with a friend recently and we were talking about Sona, a festival in Barcelona. Mm, mm. And I was saying to her, you should really go. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me and went, I came with you. And I thought, oh my, that is how wow. bad my memory is. Wow, 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 wow. But, you know, she's a dear friend of mine and it's not a reflection on, on her or her energy. It's all <laughs> a reflection on my bad memory. So, yeah. I believe it was the, it was when I, I first met you and tenor soprano. Yeah. I'll be honest, yeah, I used to eyes you up, yeah. But I never <laughs> I never spoke to you for like a couple of weeks. Yeah, but yeah, we were like, oh, she's cool, you know. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So it's, it's all coming out now. Yeah. <laughs> Did I not have my broken foot then? No, this was like... A few months before, perhaps. Or nah, maybe a year before. I think by then we'd, like, we'd sure. already like forged the friendship and whatnot then and... Um, yeah, then you broke your foot. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that at all at any point? It was just a really, really bad experience in Ibiza, which I think perhaps isn't the right... It's not... Uh, and if it was a... Um, it was the actions of a perverted man. Mm -hmm. But we won't... I mean, it's up to you if you want to get into it. I'm, I'm happy to. Sorry. Um, if you're comfortable to, because like some some of these things are very. Let's think... warm up a bit, and then maybe we can come back to it. Yeah. Okay. Sure thing. Sure <laughs> thing. So we met House Gospel Choir. Yeah. Um. And what else did we discover about you? Like, in what other capacities did you work with the House Gospel Choir? Because I've seen you in action, but what do you need to tell us. <laughs> um. I believe I styled you guys. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I think that was for, yeah, it was for your new press shots. Mm -hmm. It was on, this was the first time. I've, I've worked with you guys a few times now for, for shows and so on. Yeah. Um, but this was on the rooftop of a pub mm -hmm. in South London. And it was... North you... London, Hoxton. No, it was South, no? Hoxton. Was it? Yeah, very well. I, mean. I actually remember where you was parked. I remember what car you were driving. I remember very well. What car was I driving? Not driving the car a, that I've got now. No, you were driving a, a, um, a smart car, white one. Yeah, that little white car that yeah. I used to have. Um, and you brought all the shades, the 90s yeah. vibe. <laughs> I had like a blue shirt I was wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Those pictures are so lit. Yeah. That was such a fun day. They still are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll treasure those. That was such a great day. That was such a busy week. I remember I had like three projects on and they all came in super last minute as they always mm. do. Mm. And so, I remember thinking, am I going to pull this off? But I did. So why do you, why do you style? Why is that something that you do? Like, tell us about your work. So from a young age, I've always um, looked, at, you know, admired the fashion industry in the sense that the, yeah. the art behind it. Um, mm. I've always taken huge interest in designers and I've always loved putting pieces together. Um, I've always loved colours and shapes and uh, I've always saved my money to buy magazines back Dumb. in the day um, and created mood boards without realising that they were mood boards. Um, and then... I remember I was leaving school and I wanted to, well, not sure if I wanted to go to university, but it was the thing to do. Um, 
and I considered studying fashion and then I thought you know what I will always love fashion so mm. let me not study it in mm. case I grow to hate it mm. the thought of writing an essay on fashion just didn't really appeal to me mm. um but I've always loved languages as well which is what I then went on to study at uni yeah. and uh in my last year a girl that I kind of knew who was very good friends with a housemate, my old housemate, mm. um, she didn't come back to the last year of our degree. She was on a similar degree, a similar degree to me, like languages, but different languages. And my housemate at the time said to me, oh, so-and-so has left because she's now going to be working for this stylist. And she has said that she can get you an internship. This is me without... This is like without me really talking about what I wanted to do to many people. Wow. Okay. Um, and the way the universe works, um, that happened. So as soon as I finished uni, I started this internship for another stylist. Mm. And I just worked my way up in terms of then assisting mm. um, and then deciding to take the plunge and <laughs> go for it myself. What did, you, what did you end up studying at university when you went... I went, uh, I studied Spanish and Portuguese and how do you in feel, Nottingham. How do you feel about like the university experience? I, I, I recall you saying that it's the thing, it was the thing to do. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, being Indian, especially, yeah. um, university was, <laughs> if you weren't going to university, then what are you doing with your life, you know? Yeah. Um, I would have got cussed. Um, but you know what? <laughs> I actually loved my degree. Right. Um, I got to travel with it. Dope. I lived in Brazil. Right. And I lived Portuguese. in Spain. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right, right. Lived in each country for about eight months, which was just like, I mean, Spain was wicked. I met some really, really great people, but Brazil was like, oh. do you know, both countries really um, feed my soul. But mm. Brazil, man, it's just, I had some really, really, really great experiences in Brazil and in Spain, but but Spain just feels doesn't feel as lucky. It right. is they're both it it was both a real blessing. Yeah. But you know, not many people, not many Brits would up and leave and move to Brazil. I don't think. Mm, mm, mm. So. And like, it was just a dream. And day. you was about 20, 19, 20 during that time. I'm assuming. Yeah, I was twenty. Yeah, 20 or 21, yeah. So knowing knowing that you, at the time you still had this inner buzz and zeal for styling and, and the fashion industry and just your eyes, I assume, were continually just open, looking out for that stuff. And going to Brazil, did you see anything there that you didn't see in Europe um, on, the, on the fashion front? Was there anything there that really maybe sparked a greater interest or an approach to it that you never saw before, which is new to you that you implement in your work now? Um, so for me, when it comes to fashion, it's not just, you, you know, clothes. I see colours and I see, I see like real patterns and everyday life inspiration, inspires me, sorry. Not just, um, yeah, what I might see down a catwalk or what I might see on another human being. The whole Brazilian culture, I'm mm. sure has influenced me. I mean, as I've got older, I've realized how much my own culture has influenced my work 
without realizing it because I think you know like I said before I'm Indian and I think if I was to say you know in India's influenced my work you're probably going to think of um the obvious in terms of like what is the obvious? their well maybe not to you because you're creative but <laughs> you know like the you know like saris or mm -hmm. that kind of but it's not that I think it's just the the how extra the culture mm -hmm. is and how mm -hmm. vibrant it is I think that's rubbed off on me more than I've more than I realize and um, the same with the Brazilian culture mm. you know and and the Spanish culture and that's something else as well that I've noticed that countries that I like are always really bright so yeah. you know people love Amsterdam and they love they love Berlin yeah. and no, it's not that I don't like them but um, I've, I've never understood this love that people have <laughs> for Berlin and Amsterdam because I see them as such grey countries. Yeah. And that really reflects on my work. If I look right. at my work in every creative aspect, it's full of colour. Yeah, I think the thing with like, because I'm one of those individuals that loves Amsterdam, um, it was it became my second home at one point. I was mm. there so much um, and having family there and whatnot. I don't know and that about you. Yeah, I, I used to go there every quarter like two three times a year i'm there like without fail um and i think what i loved about that environment was especially i don't think it was the colors definitely not colors but possibly textures mm. um the shapes of things yeah you know i'm very much into um how things work composition um the, how things are built yeah, I love and, architecture. Yeah, and like, as well as architecture, I'm very much into like, um, and it's not about me right now. But it <laughs> is about you. But, um, I'm a date and friend. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's about um, um, more sort of composition, how cities work. I'm very much into urbanism. Mm. Like, I tend to judge a city based on its uh, metro system, for example. Right. Like London, the London Underground, I nerd over that. The Amsterdam Metro and the tram system, I'm, I nerd over that. The Berlin Metro, the Paris Metro. Like I look at them, I see how they run, how they're taken care of, how they work together, how does transportation work? And it tells me how connected a city is and mm. how that kind of works. And then you look at where, you know, where did certain demographics of people live? And there's a common thing I noticed that the Western side of most cities tends to be where most of the money is, West Berlin. West London, west of Amsterdam, you know. Um, I think even west of Paris is like that. That's where a lot of so interesting. You, wealth is. You must have like a real cognitive, logistical, <laughs> mathematical, scientific mind. Some, somewhat. Possibly. Whereas mine's so like romantic mm. and so free and... And so I, I would never, ever look at the metro system in and a city and be like, right, well, you know what? I've got my train in three minutes, so <laughs> I'll definitely be going back there. No yeah. way. I'm I, all about, like, the vibe that I receive, which is, like, love and yeah. passion. And I guess I just didn't really feel that when I was there. Yeah, I think metro systems are, like, because they, they're, like, a, 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 a metro system is, like, an underground city. Mm -hmm. It's, like, it's, it's, a, it's a whole... It's a whole environment that is not hid, is not seen above ground, and that's the place where it's like it's not, it's really like your heart or your veins to yeah. your body. If you go, someone could have this really pretty face, no spots, no this, no that, hair done, everything, um, and if you cut them open and you realize how unhealthy they might really be inside, it may it may shock you. And New York is like that. 
New York, you, you know, you, you could be walking down Fifth Avenue and be like, wow, these buildings and overwhelmed by hustle and bustle and you're in Times Square and all the lights. You gonna touch that metro, yeah? There's no such thing as two second rule on that metro, yeah? And it's the dirtiest place, probably the dirtiest metro I've been on, been on in my life. It, it's just so many problems in, in on the on the on the on the MTA New York New York subway, which kind of makes sense as to when you get to know people above ground. It's like, oh, okay. So wait, are we saying? Are you trying to say to me that Americans aren't nice people? I'm not saying Americans aren't nice people. I'm saying that there's a lot of problems which yeah. are not dealt with in that country, and now oh, it's bubbling yeah. to the surface. Uh huh. Um, and like. London, look at the London, London Underground. It's it's very frequent. It's comfortable. Well, I mean, we get we get cotton seats. Other places get hard plastic seats. Mm. Um, we get you know a train will leave and you've seen the other one come down the other down, down the tunnel on the Victoria Line. Um, but there's still mice running around. Yeah. Just because you dress it up doesn't mean those problems are solved. There's still lots of mice running around. There's still like tons of like engineering work that needs to happen. There's mm. lots of things I could geek out about on the on the tube. Um but then London's yeah. very urban, which is what you said that you like. What is urban? Mm. Well you said that kind of underground feel, right? I feel like London has that. Yeah it does. It does. I'm just saying that it also helps me identify what's going on in that city. In that city yeah, yeah, for me anyways. And people's attitudes on the on the subway, how people use it. Even simple things like in Berlin you'll find that there's no ticket barriers. So that kind of tells me how... Free? Yeah, to some degree, how free or how trusting that city is towards their citizens. Here we have barriers everywhere. Um, in certain areas, if you're on the tube in certain parts of London, there's like the barriers will be left open. Mm. Like if you're Newbury Park, barriers are always open. If you're at um, Dollis Hill, that gate is always open. Don't ask how I know this. Um, <laughs> but there's other stations which... <laughs> Like that, that barrier is always closed, yeah. you know. And then there's Plasto Station. That barrier, those gates are always open. That's probably because of they just, you know, they've had enough people just jumping over. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you can kind of tell, you know, the metro systems of, of a city really say a lot about, um, about uh, that city. And I think maybe that's why I like Amsterdam's one so much. Mm. You know. See, for me. I'm more... So I've just come back from Italy, as you know. Yeah. The most spontaneous trip. I booked my flight eight hours before flying oh, out. Love it. Um, and within those eight hours, I had to sleep and <laughs> get my bum to the airport and pack. <laughs> um, and I just... Oh, I just loved... Like I said, the architecture was just so romantic. Mm. It felt like I was walking through different scenes of movies mm. um but just the people you know and i feel like in latin latin stemmed countries like italy and spain um the men realize or it is ingrained in the men's minds how significant and powerful the woman is mm. Mm. and you know, I don't, I don't, I don't feel that in Amsterdam. Okay. Um, and also, you know, their their attitude towards life, they're just so, you know, they will wake up and they will have their morning breakfast and they will get themselves ready and start work and it will get to 11.30 and they will be like, oh, I want a coffee now. 
and they'll <laughs> stop and they will have their coffee. Whereas for us Brits, we have our coffee whilst working. Yeah, yeah We yeah, run yeah, to yeah. Tesco to have our sandwich on the way to our next meeting. Yeah, 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 you're right about Whereas that. Whereas they will stop and they will have their lunch yeah. and they will switch off and they will be present. Mm. I mean, even on the way here, I messaged you like, I haven't eaten anything. Is there any food yeah. places nearby? Yeah. Sainsbury's. Yeah, and I literally stopped and got a, a sandwich from Sainsbury's and was eating whilst driving on the way here. Man. So that's what I mean about the, yeah, I guess that's what I grasp, like what I cling on to when I go to different places, that yeah, kind of thing. Totally. Like I, it's, that's something actually I, at the time anyways, I appreciated about Amsterdam and the people that I met there. Mm. Like I, I'll notice everyone starts shutting their shops at like, if it's raining heavily, they'll just shut their shop and go home. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's like 4.30. So, you know, I'm just going to close and buy it, going home, you know. And the freelance culture out there, out there was seemed a bit more relaxing out there. Yeah. Um, less the, the, the need to race, racing against what, you know, just get the work done. I'll go home and i chill. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and even if you don't get the work done, it's okay because there is tomorrow. Yo, say that again. I, need to, <laughs> I needed to hear that. <laughs> even if you don't get the work done, there's yes, always tomorrow. Yes, yes. Noted. <laughs> I think I need to go back to Amsterdam because I think maybe I just didn't have the experience that a lot of people have had. And the reasons why people tell me that they love Amsterdam are reasons that I would normally love. So I think I just mm. need to experience that again. Yeah, sometimes you need to hit a place at the right the right. Strapping right with the iron's hot kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to step back a bit on something you were saying about your tradition. Yeah. Um, and um, your what people normally tend to think when they think of um, um, Indian-inspired style. Mm -hmm. And as you were speaking, I, 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 what came to my mind first, firstly, was you possibly are inspired by not maybe the patterns and the colours, but maybe the way the the fabrics rest on mm -hmm. the person's body. Um, whenever I see um, clothes from that part of the world, yeah. it seems to just be so light, and it just—it's like a you're wearing a flag nearly. It's like it it moves with the wind. It's designed for the air to pass through. It's not tightly knit. It's yeah. it's porous. You very know? interesting you say that, Amadei. Why? Um, <laughs> Indian clothing can be very heavy. Oh, okay. Swimmy. With you know, with all the the all the beading and the embroidery and mm. the there's a lot of layers to it. I mean, if you look at an, an Indian bride, for example, they've mm. got so much on, so much jewelry, and true. it can be very heavy. There is, you know, the further south you go, I feel the the lighter the fabrics are. Um, and I know why you feel that way, and I agree, but it depends on the occasion. Okay, gotcha. And I think that's the same with yeah. your Nigerian, right? Half, yeah. And half? Zambian. Zambian, okay. Yeah. So I don't know much about Zambian clothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's the same with Nigerian clothing. It's quite right? similar. That, um, it's, quite, it's quite similar. Like, the yeah, Nigerian clothing can be heavy. Some of the... What do we call it? Agbada. Um, the, 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 the cloths that the men wear. Agbada, yeah. Um, they can be quite heavy. Um, you know, you, you, you'd find that they're, they're throwing it over their shoulders and the other yeah. over the shoulder. Um, you know, heavy, you know, deep stitching. Um, the women tend to wear a thing called the gele, which is like the, it's like a crispy, crunchy, 
hard cloth. And if you're ever, you know, if you're ever a bridesmaid mm. at a, for a Nigerian bride, there's always somebody there particularly to do the gele. An auntie would be there particularly to come. She's paid to make sure the gele looks nice. Wow, I love and it, that. she'll kind of, she'll fold it and crunch it and turn it and turn it, make sure it fits your head. And it's, it, it becomes this kind of like, like a rose a flower on your head and yeah. it sits there and it's hard and it can hurt. Like a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. It is a masterpiece. And crunch, 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 crunch. Yeah, it's beautiful. So it, it can be heavy, yeah. you know, for people from such a hot country. Mm. You know, so. Same as India. Mm. Tell me about Zambian clothing. Man. I, I wish, I, I mean, I need to school me. Do you know what? I'll be honest, yeah. You know, I've been to Zambia more times. I've been to Nigeria. I've been to Nigeria once. Been to Zambia three times. Um, but the difference between the two isn't much. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, similar kind of patterns. But I think there's less of an emphasis of what the patterns mean, mm-hmm. and when you wear certain patterns. Um, I think Zambia generally is very is more. It's just more laid back compared to Nigeria. We're just okay. more. We're more chill. Way more chill. So I'm in all my time, no one's ever spoken to me or I haven't actually noticed anything regarding a particular kind of wet dress for a particular kind of occasion mm-hmm. that hasn't come up just yet. Maybe it will at some point. Um, but yeah, we love our patterns, our wax patterns. Um, one thing I will say I, I did realize is, and I think this is the same in every other kind of culture, is that every woman has their cloth called a chitenge. And it's that kind of like, it's just a cloth they wear at home, like a towel, but it's like, it has their patterns theirs or they wear it around their waist. And um, I remember a cousin saying to me, if uh, another woman is found wearing another woman's chitenge, it's a big problem. Oh, okay. It's a big problem. <laughs> do not wear, do not wear my, unless I let you wear it. And like, you're like, say you're my sister, you're my cousin. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. let you wear it because you're, you know, in my home, that's a different case. But if you're wow. caught wearing my chitenge, it's a big, big that's, that's that identity. issue. Yeah. yeah. You know, and every every mum had one. They had they had it around their waist, or they were carry. I was carried in one at home. Like my mum would wrap wrap me around wow. and, and sling me on her back in this patterned cloth. Um, Do you still have have it? I don't have it, but um, I, I can buy them. They're like I can go to pet Yeah, but it won't be the the, the same. It's not pattern. the same one. Yeah. I, that's thirty years ago, homie. Your identity. <laughs> yeah, but your mum might have it somewhere. She might. Do you know? What? I'll ask. You should, carry, you should carry that on. Yeah. Treasure it. Yeah. She probably used it on my brothers as well, you know. They're, they're twins, so I guess she carried two of them. So. so much I don't know about you. I didn't know you had twin brothers. Yeah, I do. I do. Wow. They don't like, they don't look alike, but they both look like me. Oh wow, interesting. Yeah. It's my yeah. dream to have twins. Yeah. Yeah. Well you twine yourself a Nigerian. <laughs> and I, and I say that because like we are the biggest twin producers on the planet. Really? I don't yeah. know that. In my father's side alone, there is so my brothers set of cousins two sets of cousins and that same family of cousins that has twins has they had i think they had another set of twins that didn't make it so i think four four sets of twins have existed on my father's side none on my mother's side um so they say it skips a generation i might have twins my brothers might be twin makers i don't know they also say that it tends to come from the mother really Mm. wow well i don't really have any twins so, distant family, yeah, but 
not immediate. So it's in there. It's in the, it's in the DNA somewhere. I hope so. I've been manifesting that since young. <laughs> Wait, sorry. I am still young, apparently. But, yes, um, you are. From many years ago. Yeah. So, like, what do you... You know, we're now in... Well, at the time of recording this, this is, what, the end of October. Mm-hmm. Um, last month was um, the Fashion Weeks. We had mm. New York Fashion Week, London Fashion Week, Milan and um, Paris. Do you pay attention to those? So, obviously, we're going through this uh, pandemic at the moment. Oh, say it again. <laughs> say that I'm proud. <laughs> um, so the fashion shows weren't running like they normally would. Mm. Um, and, you know, these past couple of years, I've started other... Um, not career paths, but yeah, career paths. I'm still, look, I'm still a stylist and a stylist first, and I always will be. Um, but my creative flow runs deeper than that and runs wider than that. So right. I've been Tell doing a lot more other, a lot more other things. I've been, um, so I set up a company called Guardia um, okay. two years ago. What's that about? Well, it initiated as a company that creates. Um, activations and bra- and uh, events for brands and artists. Mm. So, for example, if you know if Nike and Puma had a collab, which they never would, but I'm just giving an example. Yeah. Um, and they wanted to put on a really good press event where they invite, you know, people within the fashion industry and people just within the creative industry, people within press, etc., um, down, and they'd want to create something really, really amazing that people walk away and, and remember and take photographs of or whatever and then which will then in turn remind them of this new product or this new collaboration um they they would commission someone like me to come in and do all the creative um dressing and and also the, the strategy the brand strategy behind okay. it but i do that with artists so i do album launches um and it's extended to then it well it then extended to like set design um stage design um which i've really really loved and it got really busy just before lockdown um and now i've extended it to talent management so i now manage talent what kind of of talent talent with a purpose so not just not not just influencers or not just a music artist or not just you know not just i don't i'm not sticking to one one career if you know what i mean just one just 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 people or collectives that have a talent and a purpose behind their talent that resonates well with me okay. talent that i can build with and do you treat is there something particularly that, that you want to see done well this sounds like a silly question. Of course you do it because you see a vision for them, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I, pair, I I work out ways in which they can grow. I listen to what they want to do. I listen to how they want how they see their future or what they would like their future to look like. Mm. I pair them up with brands. Um, I come up with, you know, I pair them up with publications and different ways to grow them. Sorry, you need me. Yes, I need, <laughs> I need, I need your services. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can help you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk. We're going to talk. We can talk. <laughs> I didn't know you was doing this. What's this? Yeah. Um, what's that company called? It's all under. It's all under Guardia. It's I do not need another. Guardia. Yeah. So where did the name come from? 
Um, I, f- I actually started the company with a friend of mine who, when we started it, she then decided that she wanted to go traveling. Mm. Um, and I was like, should I carry it on? And I didn't want her to feel any pressure while she was traveling, of course. Um, and I thought, yeah, I'll carry it on. But the reason why it's called Guardia, we were thinking of names for so long. We were like, you know, when we get really, really big and this it's a huge, it's a huge agency and it's a, it's a wicked creative agency and there's people that are interviewing us and stuff. We want to come, we want to have a really good story and we were thinking and thinking and we couldn't think of anything. Um, and then we we came up with Guardia because she's Ghanaian and I'm Indian. So we put Guardia and India together and I thought... When, when she went traveling, I thought, do I want to change the name? But I was um, I was with a Ghanaian guy at the time. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought, well, I'm going to have Ghanaian children anyway. So it's okay to keep the name. And also, do you know what? Guardia just sounds so holy to me. And it really, something about it felt like it, the name felt like it was coming from my nana. And my nana was and is the most significant person in my life. And she passed away a few months before Guardia was right. born. Okay. And it, it was such a weird feeling. It really felt like she was in my ear going, no, 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 keep it. It's like it was come that her energy was invested in my ideas and in the company. Mm. So, yeah. I had a question. And so it, it, it escapes me. Mm. Um, I want one of these. Yeah, grab one. Um, that's semi open. That was quite hard, actually. Oh, yeah, we're just sharing like t- um, Clement- Clementines, right? Clementine. Called Clementines. Plantain, plantain. The correct plantain. way is actually plantain, you know. Is it? Wow. Yeah. The reason why I say that, um, sorry, my fellow Nigerians and Ghanaians out there. I was going to say, like, are you allowed to say that? I say it because, like, I think we're still going to keep calling it plantain. Because it's just how, you know, it's just how it rolls off our tongue. But it's plantain. And I say, I agree to it being plantain because anything with a A-I-N, which is a noun, tends to be an in, mountain, fountain, you know, Ooh. those are nouns. But if it's a verb, is it a verb? If it's a, if it's a verb or I'm going to make up a verbious word, it tends to be ain, maintain, regain. Oh, wow. Um, um, yeah, yeah, it tends to be. Like so, the likelihood of it being planting is probably correct. It is planting. No, yeah. no, that's how I grew up. I grew up with calling it planting. Planting. So, um, what did you want to ask me? No, that that whole thing put like threw me off a bit, but it's okay. What thing? You know the thing. Oh, the thing. Yeah, which <laughs> you have to edit out. Andre. I have to edit out even this bit we're talking about. They're gonna love it. You can edit this. You can keep this bit in, but you, yeah. you're going to edit that. But bit then, out. if I edit this out, that bit won't make sense. Well, then let people wonder. Hmm. I'll think. I'll pray on it. Amazon. I'll see. <laughs> I will shut it down. <laughs> You'll tell all the brands that to collaborate with me. Wow. A smear campaign. <laughs> no, I would never. When you're about this cancel, this cancel culture. That cancel. It's, it's a bunch of trash, man. It's like we're not allowed to have an opinion anymore. You know? about it. Yeah. When you were speaking, I was thinking of um I've I've recently just got into I say the past six months, really got into the to pay more attention to the fashion world. 
mm-hmm. I'm more into style than fashion. I think there's a difference between the two. Um, for years, I've always been on like Mr. Porter and, you know, just looking at men's style. And I, I see style as a way, a consistent way or theme that somebody chooses to um, dress express themselves, themselves, express themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, I know something about myself. I, I do a lot of my shopping in COS and I'm always wearing leather pants. That's my kind of thing. And I might have a vintage, a long vintage jacket. Love that. Yeah, that's that's me. Um, and some people always have a, a, a white shirt, navy blue chinos and some, oops, sorry, hit the mic, and um, some slipper loafers. That might be their thing. Do you know what I mean? So I've always been into that, but I've now been paying attention to what's going on on the catwalk and um, amongst other things as well. And paying more attention to certain models and what is striking about them. And um, so I was always curious about who makes these things, who makes these events happen? Who's the, what's the music, how do they pick their music? Mm. And I discovered this um, this uh, this uh, agency called um, Batak, Alexander Batak. Don't know if you know. No. Um, he has a it's a French I company. Um, they go by Bureau Batak, right. B E T A K. Um, and it sounds like what you were what you were explaining regarding what you are doing is quite similar to them. Um, they tend to be involved in a lot of the production behind. The, you know the you know the, the the Dior catwalk, you know the lights, the theme, the da 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 da. You know it's, it's them that put it together. So well, this is how Guardia came about yeah. because I would be at shows and I'd be at events and instead of you know running to the free bar, I was looking at everything else, <laughs> the lights, the production, yeah, the creative, yeah, and that's all I would think about. Oh, yeah. I, I would do it like that. Oh, that's really that's a really cool light bulb. Or mm. you know that's a. That's a really cool corner. Mm. Yeah. So. What, what do you think are the, the common things that people misunderstand about being a stylist? How uh, people always think that their job is super fun and super easy. It's a freaking graft. Yeah. It's long graft. What's a, a day in the life of Tanya like? Um, hectic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not like the... Um, Spaniards that we were just talking about. What's for breakfast? Do I have time for breakfast? Oof. So, when you, what do you do then? Grab your keys, run out to the car? I wake up and I have a coffee. Blessed to my coffee machine, for real. Um, How do you like your coffee? With non-dairy milk, because we're not about eating animals over here. Okay. I like to consume our earth, not death. Okay. Um, Eat like you are life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have my coffee. I try and do a workout. Okay. A body by Kira workout. Plug, plug, plug. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, look, this morning I woke up. I did the workout at 7.35. I then has another coffee because I am a bit of an addict. <laughs> Knew I was had to be here for 12, even though I rolled through at one. It's okay. We ain't got to talk about that. Um, we, we can edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I knew that I had to get on with emails. And I had, I, I'm still behind. Was on, on a work call. Um, after this, I'm now, I'm then will be on another work call. I have mm. a work call in three minutes. Oops. Um, that's okay and 
I'll, I then have to go to the post office because I have a jewelry brand. Um, so I need to post off a couple of sales. That's something else that I started this year on International Women's Day, mm. a jewelry brand. That's dope. What's it called? Divine Femininity. Uh, do you know, I love that you're up to so much. And it's like, <laughs> it's just rolling out ever so gently during this conversation. <laughs> it's a shame that we've got to end it quite soon. But, <laughs> so then after the post office, what's next? Well, it's my brother's birthday. Happy birthday to him. A true Dope. king, my younger brother who inspires me. Um, we are going out for dinner. Dope. Just Where? six of us, because you know, the rules. Um, we are going out for dinner in North London, mm-hmm. which is where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to still finish his gift. Okay. Because, you know, I'm lastminute.com with everything. Don't worry, he'll hear this a month later. <laughs> he will he will know that I was already in this position before hearing this. <laughs> right, right. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, and then I am I will probably go home after dinner and still have, still get on with work. But you know what? I've managed to, there are still days that are really hectic and really stressful, Mm. but I'm learning to slowly gift myself time for me. And I know that people say like self-care, self-care. When I think of self-care, I don't just think about um, bubble baths and, you know, putting a hair treatment on. I Mm. think about digging deep. and speaking to my therapist mm. or writing in my journal mm. or, you know, really um, getting in touch with some deep, difficult shit <laughs> to become a better person. Mm. Meditating, mm. writing down things that I'm grateful for. Mm. So, yeah, I try and spend a lot of my evenings doing things like that cooking as well you mm. know i find such joy in um making food and mm. using spices and yeah. different flavors and reminding myself how lucky i am that i have this so you know such a so, so i'm so i've got such great um accessibility mm-hmm. i'm so i've got so many fruits and vegetables and produce at my doorstep um so yeah and i also sing to my plants so i will maybe do that this evening one of them needs a good water (laughs) what's your um plans for today Mm -hmm. for a day in the life of me i mean would you say that the day in Mm. the life of you changes every day because i feel like as creatives we don't have nine to fives Mm -hmm. So our days are so different. My day today will be so different to tomorrow. Whereas mm-hmm. I think, apart from maybe the workout and the coffees. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like, mo- you know, a lot of people that work in the corporate world, their days, Monday to Friday, are very similar. I don't know how they... I, I don't know how they do it. But I, I understand why they do it. Yeah. You know, I understand that it's just that thing of knowing that, okay, cool, everything is set, bam, 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 bam. I guess it gives them less room to worry about how they're going to live their day and more so just gives them more time to access how they're going to um, execute their work. Whereas I wake up and I'm like, so like, 
what's the plan? Yeah. What's the plan today? And, you know, I have a few things in my diary. Um, and sometimes it's very easy to feel as if I'm not doing enough work. Or, or, or there's times when there used to be a time where when everybody's coming home, I'm going to the train station. And it felt a bit like, am I, am I not with it? Am I not with the world right now? You know, I'm walking, I'm always walking against the grain, mm -hmm. you know, and oh, at times I'm coming, I'm coming home really early in the morning and everyone's going to work. And it's, it can, it's little things like that can make you feel as if that, rah, I'm, I'm not doing something right. But then it's very easy to follow the crowd. It's very easy to follow the critical mass. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, um, you know, you, you follow and there's somebody behind you keeping up the traffic and pushing you. So it's, that's my opinion anyways. But yeah, my, my day, my day varies. I don't have, my alarm goes off at 9.30. At sometimes I set it to 7.30, depending on what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, what time do you normally go to bed? It varies. It always, it's always tends to be between one and five in the morning. Um, last night I went to bed at probably I think three or something. No, I left here. No, I left here at four. Wow. I was in bed by something to five. Um, and I woke up at I think something to 11. Mm -hmm. So then I woke up. Um, so it's very like odd hours. Like some people are waking up when I was walking home. Yeah. You know, I was walking home and I saw the night bus was full going to work. But that's, um, that is the creative life, yeah. you know? Um, and in some ways I do miss that a bit because where real life isn't real life at the moment, um, I'm not on set as much mm. and I'm working a lot more from home like the majority of people. Mm. Whereas, you know, you have your studio, you have your space. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I know what you mean about feeling like, like I remember there'd be times that, you know, I'd be on set till 2, 3 a.m. And then I'd wake up the next day, midday, maybe. Yeah, stupid o'clock. And then <laughs> my mates who have a nine to five, would, mm -hmm. they'll be on their lunch break. Mm. And I would feel like such a bum. Mm. But why? Because mm. we were working till late the night before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, who yeah. says that you're supposed to be up at a certain time or go to bed at a certain time? Yeah. Time is a made up co like concept. Yeah. So it's whatever feels right for you. Yeah. I do, I, I do actually like when I do when I do wake up with like the sun I do like that feeling of catching a sunrise like 100%. my ideal my ideal sleep pattern would allow me to wake up at 5.30 every morning 5 o'clock and mm. catch wake up with the sun and then go to bed with it kind of thing I would love to do that um, but I also notice most of my creative juice comes out after 10pm when I really want to get some paintings down and just shoot them out after 10 p.m. When I really want to like get some beats done, 10 p.m. When wow, I want to, that is me. You know, day. like evening when yeah. the sun goes down, it's just it's just me. I it feels like there's nothing else to distract me. Mm. Social media isn't as active. There isn't this shop and that shop is closed. There's nowhere that I'm running to get food or it's just it's literally just me. And I think it's in my head. And it kind of sometimes you even get that feeling of like if I keep working now, I feel like I'm getting ahead of the world. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But it's, it's all, a, as you said, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's all in the mind, you know? Um, so. That's what I mean like when I said that I'll probably go home and work tonight. 
Mm. Like I will do my my rituals mm. um, and give myself time to, yeah, to do what I need to do. But mm. um, yeah, if I'm working, it's because it it's the creative juices are flowing mm. and I allow that to happen. Mm. And I don't think, let me do it tomorrow. I think, you know what, these juices are asking to be squeezed out. So let mm. me squeeze them out right mm. now. But I'm so with you. I love waking up with the sun. Yeah. Just like, I can't, the sun is just, oh, that's my, that's my medicine. You can't do it all the time, you know. It's, no. It's, uh... But then I love sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I love a nap. Yeah, I do. And I've become less afraid of just taking a nap or taking breaks. Good. Um, like, it's kind of that accepting, in a weird way, accepting that I'm not 20 anymore. Mm. I'm not as springy chicken as I used to be. I think I've still got a bit of spring in me. I'm a... I'm a healthy young man. Yeah. I'm 30. Um, but I realized that I can't stay up the way I used to. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was in uni, me and my guy, Ezekiel, like we went to uni together. We'd be like, we'd be making music. It's four o'clock in the morning. Like he had he had the room above me and had the V-Lux window. The stars would be, open, would be out. And it'd be, I hear him tapping his foot constantly on the ceiling, making music. And I'll be downstairs with my headphones doing stuff. So and we used to be up till it was nothing. Yeah. You know, now it's like, ah, oh, we're... We're, we're not getting over hitting our prime mm. you know <laughs> our body clocks are changing same a little here. bit are we so, the same age yeah um i'm 1990 you okay <laughs> so we're very similar yeah you didn't want to say ah! <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you older than me yeah i'm 31 i didn't know i'm 89 89 what, what month aquarius february the 15th i'm a valentine's baby Okay, so the you day are, after, but yeah, I'm a love baby. You're the academic year above me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So we have to round this up, don't we? We do have to round this up because you've got a, a work call coming. Before we go, um, where can we find you? How can we keep up with you? Um, what is the best way to keep up with Tanya? So I run a, f- I run three different Instagram accounts, <laughs> but. Um, it's best just to follow if you do want to follow, if you want to put a face to this voice. Um, Tanya V Stylist. And then my other um, Instagram accounts are in my bio. So is it Tanya with a Y or IA? The better way. <laughs> Which is what? I mean, I know, I know two Tanyas. Y-A. Y-A. Yeah, yeah. So it's Tanya V Stylist. Yeah. Cool. And, and all my info is on there, you know, my website and my email. And dope. So, yeah. And if you used to leave us with like a final word for, if you used to leave us with a final word for like, just for creatives, just say a mental note that we you think we should keep day to day, what would that be? Um, don't put pressure on yourself know that everything happens when it's supposed to happen and have faith believe in yourself and believe in the higher power because that higher power has you full life on that note (laughs) yeah I needed that I need to hear that daily on that note it's a pleasure to have you you so much for having me you're most welcome you're welcome back anytime thanks take care i'm now gonna buy some of your art Ooh.
On that note, we'll be signing out. Take care. This is the AVP International for the AVP and Friends podcast. That was Tanya V. Stylist. Find her on the gram. Take care. Ciao, ciao.